I was going to say something cheesy like, welcome back to the first podcast for 2019. But I'm not going to say that because I'm just going to talk. So we're here, the 2019 state of exams. And today I'm going to look into symbolism because really, what is symbolism? How do you describe it? And how do you see it? So for me, symbolism is something other than the literal. It's really powerful. It's really multi-layered. It's basically a sophisticated technique, but it's really, really worth it when you're able to put it into your performances. A symbol implies a greater meaning than the literal suggestion. So it's more than what you see at face value and it can represent something. And symbolism in the theater can be achieved with so many things like lights, like sound, like props, like costumes, like anything. And we're going to talk about that so you can relate that to performances you've seen. We naturally have a connection with things and we naturally, culturally understand things to have a meaning or a value. And sometimes that's really simple. For example, colours. We naturally think about black being the colour of mourning or the colour of the villain and white being the colour of peace or the colour of purity and virginity. These things are quite easy and these things are really simple for the audience to understand. So if you were going to dress someone in a darker colour, it might say something about that person. If you were going to have red lights on the stage, it might show anger. These things are very simple and obvious symbols. The same as if I was to use a gobo with a pink gel and hearts over it. So you're going to feel that it's symbolizing some idea of love. This is all our cultural understanding. It's kind of important to understand that different cultures have different understandings to things. So for example, in India, the color of mourning is not black, it's white. And so perhaps you have to change your view on things depending on who your audience is. It's also really important to note at this stage that it's not necessarily a culture talking about the color of your skin, but also about your age and where you grew up, the things that you understand because of it. The idea that a baby boomer is going to understand and get different views from things than something someone born in 2010 is going to get. And I looked at that idea of the Vicos, Vicos, that chick that wears the scrunchie around her arm and the Berkies and the oversized t-shirt. But you know what I mean. Often we make something symbolic in film and theatre and television because we give it context. And we give it context with the elements. So we're looking at things like the roles and the plots and the themes that are coming through. This becomes quite sophisticated and allows the audience to look for deep understandings in the performance. I could talk you through how symbolism can be used myself, but I figured it would be way better to throw it open to my year 11 class. And I'm going to give them the challenge to see if they can give examples of how symbolic ideas can be used in parts of theatre. Here goes. Let's see what my year 11 class has come up with. We are looking into symbolism found in costume. You can use different things such as colour, material and size to symbolise things. 
One example of a symbolic costume was Mr. McRae in Astro Man. In the beginning of the show, he wore dark coloured clothing such as black or grey to show that he was suffering from depression. Throughout the play, he overcomes his depression and we see this through his costume. He begins to wear white and then finally a colourful Hawaiian shirt at the end to show his happiness. Got another example? I know you do, Jamie. Um, in the play Heavenly Bodies, Verona's grandmother wore black in the funeral scene to show that she was mourning and was sad. And What was she wearing around her neck? It was a cross. And what was, was the cross, cross. symbolising? What was it symbolising? That symbolizing? she was Christian. Or oh, that she was going to heaven? Oh, heaven. Maybe? Yes, maybe. Okay, not bad. They're a little bit scared of recording. Here's the next one. Looking into symbolism and set and movement, we think the symbolism is very important. For example, we saw two forms of this in heavenly bodies. Uh, the set was, the heavens were above the rest of the set covered in white netting and fairy lights. It was used to represent the heavens where the gods resided and controlled the humans. And the movement in heavenly bodies. In heavenly bodies, the movement was repetition. For example, there are protest signs, a uh, scene of marriage in which the spirits would move about. Sim- it symbolizes history repeating itself. Human nature is consistent in what the gods want. Some good ideas there. Maybe they need a little more well-rounding. But you can do that yourself. Okay, Anyways. next you're talking about characters. Uh-huh. So the characters, we thought that Verona and Hugo kind of represent the idea of like Romeo and Juliet. There's two star-crossed lovers torn apart from the fates. And um, it shows the idea of that the gods control over mortals and what the mortals do. And our other idea is the arcade owner and how the idea of what's going through someone's mind isn't always what you think. So that's an Astro Man? In Astro Man, What's yeah. his name? Um, I don't know. Mr. McRae. <laughs> Mr. McRae. And it kind of represents the idea of loneliness and how people bring together and it made him, like, as soon as everyone joined in, he, his personality changed. And he became whole again. And he became whole again. Thank you. It's a lovely idea that a character can be more than what you see on the surface and symbolic of a lot more going on underneath. He's also symbolic of the ability of two cultures to come together. Very much a bicultural hero. Now I have to track down the next person because they may have tried to sneak out without adding their ideas of symbolism in regards to lights. So out of pure desperation, I've had to tie Matthew up and to get him to talk about (laughs) But he's got some help. He's got the most incredibly intelligent year tens I could find and he's got faith. So, and, oh, I mean, I'm not a year ten. No, thank you, Anne. So, can you tell me how lighting can be used symbolically? Well, we were asked to, you know, pick a couple examples, and the examples my happy table found were um in children's theatre, um lunchbox. We used spotlight and blue light to symbolise how alone my character felt and the sadness from um, the other fellows being a dickhead. So when you look at the idea of blue, is that the cold and the colour and symbolism of colour? And what did the spotlight, why was spotlight shown being alone? Tell me about that. He was the only one in the spotlight and the only one on stage, which really emphasised he was alone. And those hard edges of the spotlight? Yeah. 
anyway, yeah, when Verona was dying, the lights were, it started off brighter and then it started dimming down. That shows, it could kind of represent her life that it was living and then she was slowly dying until when the lights completely went down, she was dead. So yeah, it represents her death. Sure, anything else so to sum it up oh, lighting yeah. we can look at the use of colors sure. we can look at motion of the lights and the position yeah. of the lights yes exactly what i said and maybe shadows as well oh yeah probably do you want to sing oh you know maybe another time okay one thing they haven't covered is the idea of the symbolic nature of a prop and that's a personal prop that an actor can use there is a link to a really good video in this podcast talking about why we have props and what they can tell us about things. In regards to a personal prop, a prop that your character chooses to have is a really good link to something about symbolically about your character. You guys have talked about this a lot in class, but I want you to think about not only what it tells you about your character, but how it makes the audience identify with you as well especially when we're looking at those stereotypical characters from gender swap scene in Heavenly Bodies. I hope you've got enough ideas from this. And remember to go back to your OneNote at any stage because there'll be lots of references and information there. And a quick thank you to all those extra voices today. You guys are amazing.